It's time for another holiday hot mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. So grab your cocoa and jingle your bells because here we come again back out of the Christmas closet. Welcome to Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. I'm your holiday host, Gason, or as my friends just call me, Jason. We have a festively fun show for you today as we talk about that tasty treat, the Christmas pickle. Head back to Mrs. Claus' kitchen for some pie. Hear from Christmas Carol and Naughty Ned again. And decide if Why the Bears Dance on Christmas Eve is a classic or not-so-classic Christmas special. Well, let's get right into the spirit with a festive fun fact. Here, my dear, try a Vlasic pickle. Why, thank you, dear. Now that's the best Asian pickle I ever heard. Well, we're not talking about Vlasic pickles, although they are tasty. We're talking about another kind of pickle, the Christmas pickle. So I wonder how many people actually have heard about the tradition of the Christmas pickle, because for me... I, I didn't know about it. I just saw a pickle ornament a few years ago and thought it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I love pickles because they're delicious. And I thought, well, you know, I'll just put it on the tree and not think anything about it. And then all of a sudden I started hearing all these things about the pickle and why you got to put a pickle in a tree. And no, that's not a euphemism for something else like I thought. So anyway, um, yeah, there's like all these different reasons why we put our pickle in a tree. And um Apparently, if you f- the first person who finds the pickle that it's in the tree, they either get another gift from Santa or they get a reward. Or for a lot of people, they say that, you know, you're blessed with good fortune or good luck for the following year. So like I said, there's all these different stories out there about where this tradition of putting a pickle in a tree came from. Uh, the first one is the one that everybody talks about, like, oh, it's this tradition in Germany. That's been debunked. It's clearly something that's happened. uh, It's kind of a German-American kind of tradition that was created in the 19th century. So there's uh, the first story that I heard was that the Christmas pickle honestly had been developed for marketing purposes in the 1890s uh, because all of a sudden there were these glass Christmas ornaments being imported over from Germany. And then Woolworths, that's right, Woolworths, in 1890, uh, had all of these other glass vegetable ornaments, I don't know why, glass vegetable ornaments um, flown in from France. And that, you know, apparently in those ornaments were pickles. Um, I like veggies, so I would totally decorate a tree with glass vegetables. I think it's super cute. But anyway, another story suggests that it came out of the Civil War, which is bizarre, but whatever. Uh, It came from Camp Sumter uh, in the Civil War, and there was this private named John C. Lauer who was part of the 103rd Pennsylvania Infantry. Anyway, he was captured and uh, taken to a prison camp, and apparently on Christmas Eve, he begged a guard for a pickle. Now, you know... Um, I think we've all probably begged for a pickle at some point in our lives. But anyway, he said he was starving and he really wanted a pickle. And the guard gave him his pickle. Um, He later said that he credited that pickle with saving his life. And so after he got home, he uh, started 
this tradition with his family where he would hide a pickle in the tree and then uh, do something nice for one of the kids that found the pickle. The last story is literally dark AF. It's so bizarre. Um, I feel like I could do an entire episode on this. But anyway, it comes out of the Victorian era and it's about St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus. And apparently there's a story where Santa Claus saves these two Spanish children who were trapped in a barrel of pickles by an innkeeper. Which sounds bizarre, right? Oh, no, no, no. We have to get even worse. Apparently, that story came from another story about a cannibalistic butcher who was storing children in barrels to, you know, eat them. And then apparently uh, St. Nicholas was coming by and saving the kids. And, you know, if they'd already passed away, bringing them back to life. Uh, And so we're all thankful with the pickle. It's the most WTF story I think I've ever heard, and um, I listen to a lot of things, and that I don't I don't even know. So anyway, I'm going to pretend like that one didn't exist at all, because it's so bizarre. Every year at my annual Trim My Tree Party, I do hide a pickle ornament in my tree for my guests to find, and the first one to find it gets a stocking, yes, an actual stocking, full of jars of pickles, pickle products, and their own uh, Christmas pickle ornament, which tells the quote-unquote story or tradition of the Christmas pickle. And uh, everybody loves it. My friends are so excited when I say it's time to hunt for my pickle because they know that it is the actual start to the Christmas soiree. And so they're very excited about that. And then last year I thought I would get a little tricky and I ended up finding a tiny little gherkin pickle that was only about two inches big. And now I put it in my regular Christmas tree. It was very hard to find, but somebody ended up finding it and they're like, is this seriously the pickle? What, what's going on here? And I was like, yeah, it's a gherkin. Anyway, um, (laughs) let me, know if you have participated in the Christmas pickle tradition of hiding your pickle in in your tree and uh, or you know is there another weird tradition that you and your family do if so shoot us an email at keeping the yuletide gay at gmail.com or you can just simply leave us a voicemail and you can leave your name if you want but you don't have to and we'll play that voicemail on the show now to leave us a voicemail all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash keeping the yuletide gay it'll take you to the main page there's a little button right there that you can click that says leave a voicemail She's the Christmas drag queen everyone loves, who always helps us put the mess in Christmas. It's time once again for Christmas Carol. OMG, it's me, Christmas Carol. Welcome back to my Pierre the show. You know, I can't believe it's actually episode two. Yeah. So, you know, here on Christmas Carol's Crafts Corner, uh, in the last episode, I promised I would tell you all about how Carol creates her famous party dresses. You know, it's actually, well, interesting. I don't know about to you, but to me it is. Because, you know, I actually can't sew worth a darn as far as that goes. So I had to get creative when I come up with my party dresses. Because, listen, not all of us gals got time to sit there with a needle and a thread, you know, making these fabulous gowns. That's why we have friends for, and, you know, some of those people are super creative and we can give them lots of money. Which, you know, I would happily do that, too, if somebody wanted to give me a dress. Or, you know, I could, you know, do a, uh, uh, you know, you want to sponsor me or something. But anyway, listen, I like to get crafty. That's what this is about. 
So, you know, you always got to have your number one tool when you're getting crafty, and that is your glue gun, okay? So anyway, listen, this is how I make my parody addresses, okay? So the first step is you got to go head off to your old GW boutique. Yeah, you know what that is? <laughs> it's the Goodwill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a goodwill. Listen, you can get there at the goodwill. You can find yourself a dress real quick. And all you got to do is spruce it up. You know, find the color that fits best for your occasion. You know, it, we're making Christmas party dresses. So really, you could do a, a black dress or you could do a Christmas red or even a green or, you know, maybe even a nice winter blue. Stay away from the bright yellows, though. People will think you're a bulb. It'll look really bad. Unless you're going maybe for a star. I guess you could do a star dress, but I don't know. It looks tacky. Anyway, here's the thing. You're going to have to try on a few dresses, okay? So if you're a, if you, you know, are trying to become a drag queen uh, or you're just trying to have some crazy Christmas style, you might be a little uncomfortable trying dresses on, okay? And that's fine. Try them on at the Goodwill. They're not going to judge you. There used to all kinds of weird stuff happening at the Goodwill. But you can get a pretty cheap dress. Yeah, you can. Probably under $10, $20. You know, the last dress that I got, I found for $3.99. Not kidding. Yeah, it serves me well. Anyway, listen. Get yourself a dress. Now, I chose black because, well, I'm a little um, chubby. That's how we'll say. <laughs> anyway, I'm a little chubby. So I chose a black dress because it'll slim me down a little bit. You know, I don't want everybody to know I'm already putting on the pounds for the holiday season. We got to worry about that afterwards. So anyway, listen. Get yourself a little black dress because every girl needs a little black dress. Now, once you got your dress, your next stop's going to be to a dollar store or somewhere that you can get your Christmas decorations for cheap, okay? Now, listen, I said decorations, okay? I didn't say, like, Christmas sewing kits and things like that. No, I'm talking about, like, actual decorations. You know, because here's the thing. We are not stitching and bitching. We are gluing and doing. <laughs> That's my own little saying. We're not stitching and bitching. We're hot gluing and doing. Anyway, so listen, I typically turn all my dresses into ugly Christmas sweater dresses because it adds a little spice to life, okay? In the holidays, you need a little bit more fun sometimes, a little more festive. So, uh, you know, I like to make them into ugly sweaters. Now, also, because just like this podcast, I put the mess in Christmas, so don't you worry about how it's going to look to other people because you're not there for them, honey. You do whatever you want to make yourself look like you're full of Christmas cheer. Yes, you do. Okay. Now, typically what I like to do is take some of that there garland, you know, the file kind. Yeah, take some of that garland and you'll cut it up and you glue it all around the bottom of your dress or maybe the sleeves or the collar or maybe you want to make yourself a little belt and look like you cinched a waist or something. Anyway, pick whatever color you want. Make your colors go together, though. Nothing. You don't want to go crazy, okay? You still want to look decent. So anyway... Get yourself a little, little, little garland foil and hot glue that on there, and then and then you can kind of work from there. So you know, one year, let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you a little Christmas Carol secret, okay? I don't like wearing abrasiers, okay? I don't. It's just not my thing. I like to be all natural and just let everything go. So I was like, you know, I'm getting ready to do this gig, right? And I was like, oh, geez, I just don't want to wear a bra tonight. It's going to be hot up under those lights. So what I decided to do is I went to the local dollar store and found a giant chest size, chest as in my chest, okay, size foil sleigh thing that you just hang on the wall, you know. And I hot glued that to my bosom area. 
listen, nobody know. Nobody knew I wasn't, I didn't have the girls all checked up, okay? Nobody knew. I was just letting them hang free. Nobody could tell those sleigh bells were just jingling all the night, right? Because the way that I glued the sleigh made it look like I was pointing out to everybody. It made it look like I had, you know, everything tucked into place, if you will. So other things I like to do sometimes is take some Christmas ornaments and I like to glue them on or have them hanging around. You know, give it a little silly flair, things like that. You can do any kind of Christmas decoration, honestly. You're just making a sweater dress, right? You know, occasionally I'll go out and get some letters and hot glue them on the back to have a fun little fancy festive saying or whatever you know you just got to have your things and you do what you want because it's all about you and how you feel with Christmas cheer you know you could even put your tip cup up on your 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 brassiere area if you want turn it into a festive upside down bell or something you just got to get creative with things you know just do what you need to do and here's the other thing my friend mercury poisoning listen she has a she has an outfit it slays Ah, uh, that's a pun there. But listen, she has some cute tights. And if you don't want to shave your legs in the winter, get yourself some cute festive peppermint or candy cane shaped tights. Because then you don't even have to shave your legs. Because sometimes you just don't got that time. And it's you want to keep warm. Honestly, you can make this dress super cheap because it's all about you. You just go out and live your best life spreading Christmas cheer all you want. Now, speaking of spreading cheer, I've got two more queens to talk to you about today. I do. The first one is a really good friend of mine. Her name's Becca Diamond. Yeah, you can find her on Facebook. And she is as stunning as she is sparkly. She's as colorful as she is classy. And you need to check out her videos when you go on the Facebook page. And she's even got a Christmas performance on there that's out of this world. I'm not kidding. You gotta check it out. Uh, the other one I want to tell you about is also a good friend of mine. Her name is Roxy with two X's, Malone. And listen, let me tell you about her, okay? First of all, find her on the Facebook. Second of all, she's won so many awards. I can't even fit them all into this segment. I'm not even going to try. But I'm going to tell you something. She is currently the Miss Gay St. Louis, Missouri 2020. Right. We've got royalty, y'all. We have got royalty. That's right. She's ridiculously talented, and you gotta go check out her Empire video. Not kidding. Just go to the Facebook page. You'll find it on there. So, remember what I said the last time. The pandemic is hitting everybody hard, especially our drag performers. So, make sure you tip them. They both have links on their site there, so you can go and just give them a dollar. Give them a dollar and tell them Christmas Carol sent you. You know, let them know. Here's the other thing. If you know a drag performer who should get a shout out on the show, you got to email us. That's right, you do. You got to email us at keepinayuletidegay at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And if you do that, you know, if you do that, we'll, we'll check them out. Make sure you tell us the link to go see these performers and we'll put them on the show. We had no problem with that. The links to check these two performers out are going to be in the show notes. Okay. So you have time after you listen to the show or maybe while you're listening, just depending on what devices you're doing, you'll click on there and see their Facebooks and see what they've got going on. Okay. So until next time, keep crafting y'all. I just heard a bottle of sherry get opened, so it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Hello, dear listeners. 
I'm so excited you're back in my kitchen with me. I've even had a pre-gloss of sherry to celebrate. I am Mrs. Claus. My dear husband Santa is off testing new toys for the children for this upcoming Christmas. Yes, so welcome again to Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. And oh, do we have another sweet treat for you today, right from my big box of recipes. It's a recipe box. God. So anyway, today's tasty treat is called Hermie the Elf's Cream Pie. Yes, you all remember Hermie from his wonderful adventures with Rudolph. He was the elf that wanted to be a, quote, dentist. And, you know, you can't see it, but I definitely did air quotes around dentist. I don't know why the writer chose that, but we all here up at the North Pole know that Hermie is living his best life out as an oral expert. I mean, he's a dental hygienist. Oh, God. Okay. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, Gason warned me last time about how much sherry I had, and I said, it would be fine. Don't you worry. There'll be no mistakes. It will work out perfectly. It'll be fine. So, anyway, let us begin with uh, today's recipe for Hermie the Elf's Cream Pie. Now, this is a sugar cream pie. Um, It's delicious. So, here we go. Now, I'm going to give you the ingredients so you can write them down. Uh, you know, rewind and pause this podcast as much as you need to. But you need, of course, a bottle of sherry, a cup of sugar, a fourth of cup plus two tablespoons of cornstarch. It's very specific. Then you're going to need two and a fourth cups of milk, one fourth cup of butter, melted which basically means this now we all get confused you're going to take one full stick of butter and you're going to melt it that will equal what we need and then you just need a dash of salt and one table what uh, i'm sorry one teaspoon of double strength vanilla now here's the deal sometimes you have to go to a specialty spice shop to find a double strength vanilla And that's okay. But if you don't have time to do that, you can simply just double the amount of vanilla that you put in. Yeah. Because let's face it, all with cooking that we do is is trial and error. And that's how we create these fantastic recipes that I'm sharing with you as well. Um, And then you're going to need a teaspoon, a half a teaspoon of cinnamon. I use a little bit more. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Now, here's the other thing to know. We're making a pie. So there is a pie crust that's necessary. I don't want to spend the entire podcast teaching you how to make a homemade pie crust. Because that will take hours. Longer than what we need. So in this case, you can go out and get a pre-made pie crust. That is okay. Even Mrs. Claus uses some help nowadays. (laughs) There's lots of helpers in my kitchen. It's true. I can't do it all. (laughs) So, um, I'm using a pre-made graham cracker crust because this pie is special. It's going to our dear friend, Tracy, uh, who's up here at the North Pole. She works in management up here. Now, that seems kind of silly, but, you know, we have to run the North Pole like a business. And so her job is to make sure the elves are doing their tasks and things like that. So she asked for uh, a delicious pie and I said, I will help you with that. I will give it to you for your birthday. 
Now, uh, your utensils this time are just a little bit simpler than the last time. All you need is one uh, medium-sized saucepan, your measuring utensils, so you're going to need a couple of measuring cups and some tablespoons and teaspoons, um, a whisk or a spoon, and of course, your, your pie pan, if you're baking a crust on your own, or however you're planning on serving the pie. So we've got all of those things that we need to do. Now, step one, my lovely listeners, of course, I have to top off it, but you should always get your glass of sherry ready. And we're going to just keep it going and go, oh my, right to the top, because every successful chef has sherry on hand, and mm, it's so delicious, it's just right there on the tongue. It's so good. All right. Now, remember, we always toast ourselves to our success. So, uh, cheers, queers. That's what Jason says I'm supposed to say. So, cheers, queers. Mm. Um, I do want to make a special note about this recipe because this does take quite a lot of stirring. So, I would recommend that you put on a fun Christmas special or listen to a great podcast to keep yourself entertained with your sherry too because it does take a very long time to stir. A very, we're going to talk about it when we get to that step, but it does take quite a bit of time to stir this dish. So if you haven't already, take a, a preliminary calming sip of sherry uh, before we begin. So the first thing we have to do is get out our saucepan. Now, if your, your, your kitchen is quite like mine, there's probably a lot of pots and pans. And, you know, you've got to get the right size pan out of the kitchen for you. because And be careful not to, to drop anything, I swear. It's fine. It's not a big deal. So we've got pans everywhere. Give me one moment to just pick up the pans. We have to go get them up into the cabinet again because my elf helpers don't quite understand that you don't stack everything. But it's all right. Um, we've got them all picked up now. It's great. Okay, so we, uh, what I like to do, listeners, is have everything pre-ready to go so that we can just mix and, you know, do all of the things that have to be done, uh, prep work, if you will, because it makes everything go by a little bit faster. So you're going to take, you're going to take your, your pan and go ahead and put it on the stove and set your burner onto a low heat. Now, it's very important you keep it at a low because you don't want to boil. You're going to end up getting curdled milk and nobody wants that. Okay. So here we go. We're going to put in our cornstarch and we're going to put in our cup of sugar into the pan. So we're going to put it all into the pan and whisk it together uh, because this way, you can't hear it, everybody. It's, it's, it's cornstarch. I don't know what to tell you. You can't hear it. You can hear me making noise, though. So, you know, as I bang all the stuff onto the sides of the pan and we mix it all together, it's a good idea to go ahead and give it a good pre-whisk to get the cornstarch and the sugar to kind of mold together a little bit. So, you know, you just want to whisk the dry goods in the pan. Oh my, there's dust all over the kitchen. And, uh, whew, it might cause me a sneezel. Anyway, so now that we've got the, the sugar and the cornstarch mixed together, the next thing 
because it's a very simple recipe. It's why I chose it. It's really only a few steps. So you put the, the saucepan on the stove and then what we're going to do is we're going to add in all the rest of our ingredients. So we're going to go ahead and mix in the melted butter uh, to start giving it that buttery taste and we're going to mix in the milk now remember it is uh, it's quite a bit of milk in this recipe because it's a cream pie so you're going to do uh, two and a fourth cups of milk today so we're going to do two and a fourth cups of milk there we go just a little bit more and we're, we're mixing it all together so that it will start to smell and be amazing before you know it. Um, and then you want to go ahead and add your little bit of a dash of salt. Now, listen, a dash is quite simple because it's not a lot, right? It's not, it's not a full teaspoon. It's just a dash to add a little bit of salty flavoring. Um, you should not, uh, listeners, use salted butter. You should be using unsalted butter because it does... Um, you know, salted butter is going to have too much salt for this wonderful dish. Now, it's going to just look quite white and maybe a little chunky, and that's okay. You want to get in there and get really get it, um, really get it whisked up now. Um, yeah. Okay. It's it's you know. It's kind of chunky, but that's all right. We're going, it'll smooth out in the end. Um, you don't, you know, want it to be too thick and gross. And you're probably worried that your butter's going to start to solidify. And, and that's okay. That's why we keep it on the low heat. It will help to get rid of the butter um, as well. So since we've already gotten all of these steps done, um, I would suggest go ahead and, you know, if you have a helper, if you ha I do not today, they're all off, it's fine. Uh, even elves need time off work. So um, we just keep on stirring and stirring and you can go ahead and put up some of the other ingredients and keep your kitchen tidy because it's much more helpful. Now, the one thing that I would keep out is your cornstarch because you may need to use a little bit extra to help it catch up. Now, this is the step, we're on step four basically, is where I would suggest that you get your sherry out and you get your entertainment on because this is where you're going to start stirring. And you've got to keep going and stirring and stirring over the low heat constantly until your cream filling, which is what you're making, your cream pie, starts to actually thicken up. It is going to take quite a bit of time. Now, this can take all, you know, in some cases, depending on what you're doing, you might be able to get it thicken up within 20 minutes. Most of the time, everybody, this can take a half an hour. I'm not lying. No, Mrs. Claus, we don't do that up here at the North Pole. So... We're going to just keep stirring and stirring and stirring and, you know, maybe take another drink of sherry because everybody likes the sherry and you should take, you know, celebrate, celebrate your, your, create, your culinary creativity. That's what we're doing, your culinary creativity. So we are just going to keep stirring and stirring and stirring, you know. This pie always takes me back to the first time I made this for Santa. 
You see, Hermie had come sashayed into my kitchen to tell me about how he and Frosty, you know Frosty, how he and uh, Frosty and Naughty Ned, our little elf, you know, elf, Naughty Ned and Butch, another elf, all took her off for a long weekend to go to something called a white party in New York City. And it was at a club called The Saint. Now this was back in, oh my gosh, probably, I want to say at least 1985, in the middle of the 80s. You know, elves have a very long lifespan. Uh, it's part of Santa's magic. It really is. We all seem to, you know, we age a little bit, but uh, we just, we just keep going. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by how th- how much the butter is just... You know, I just keep stirring it over here. You're going to have a sore arm. Maybe Santa could get Mrs. Claus one of those wonderful little mixer things that you put in a pot and it keeps spinning around. Although I don't know if they really work. But we just keep whisking away and stirring and trying to avoid all the clumpy clumpies of the butter coagulating. That's a fun word. Anyway, back to my story about Hermie. So he comes sashaying into the, into the, into the, into the kitchen and he was like, I have to tell you, Mrs. Claus, about what happened. You know, we went to the saint and I said, oh, Hermie, I had no idea you were so religious. And he laughed at me, as they always do, and he said, Mrs. C, you're so silly. You know that's not the kind of club I went to. (laughs) That little one. He is such a good little character. Anyway, so he said that, um, you know, they went to the club and there was lots of dancing and partying and having a good time and they were drinking all kinds of fun little cocktails, some of which he came back to give me. And in fact, one of them we're going to talk about on another show. That's right, because not only do I have to cook here, I also make specialty cocktails. Mm, I believe the new term that they're using is called a mixologist. <laughs> Whatever thought. So anyway, as I'm still stirring and fighting the butter clumps, and you will fight them, I'm going to tell you honestly now. And so what, what we do is... um. So he said, you know, we we did all this dancing and uh, drinking and they uh, did powder tasting through their noses, which I thought was super funny because, you know, I thought about it and I have seen the elves occasionally uh, be a little silly around the holidays and they take a little snort of, um, oh, those pixie sticks things and I don't know why they do it, but they do. So anyway, I thought, well, you know, what kind of powder was it? And he just looked at me and I thought, oh, it must be baking powder. That's why he's telling me this story. And I thought, well, you know, there are different brands of baking powder, um, but, you know, and, and baking soda. And I thought, well, why would you want to try powder up your nose all night? But whatever, I don't judge. I just didn't know. Anyway, he said he came back inspired from the events of that night and with this little recipe called Hermes Fun Saturday Night. And then after listening to it, I thought, well, you know, why don't we change it to Hermie the Elf's Cream Pie? Um... Because I think that that would be a much better title at this point for it. Because it's, you know, that's what it sounds like. So, anyway, um, we, you know, everybody, this is going to take quite a bit of time. So, I am going to insert a little break here and have some sherry. Let you take a little pause. Now, we're not going to pause for the full time. Oh, goodness, no. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of a break. And I will come back after my pie has started to thicken up a little bit. 
bit and I've had a little bit more sherry. So we will return in just a few moments. And that is okay. That is okay. So, um, on average, it takes me about 20 minutes. But here's a little Mrs. Claus tip. Um, you should, you know, you can increase the burner heat slightly every couple of, like, every 10 minutes maybe. Increase it to a little bit higher so it thickens quicker. And you can always add just a smidge, like, dashes, everyone. Da dashes of uh, extra cornstarch to the cream uh, filling. Now, listen, I've had... What I've done was I watched a wonderful cartoon of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer while I was having the sherry and I... <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, everybody, the... <laughs> the sherry, it's, it's almost gone. I don't know what got over me, but you know, you just got to do what you got to do to survive. I think... What does it live your best life? <laughs> so now um, we want to make sure not to burn the the filling of the pie because it it could burn and you don't want that. That's going to kill your joy. And so once it it once it's thickening up, it will thicken up very quickly. It will, will take mo mere moments. So while you've still got it, it it looks very slimy, um, which you know, okay. So the next thing you need to do while it's still warm is is add your vanilla and mix that vanilla in there. Okay, so you can use as much as you want for however you want it. Now, it might look like it's gonna change the color of the pie and make it a little bit more brown. And that's all right. Oh, it's thickening up so good. Mmm, it smells so good, I can't handle it. So once you've done uh, that, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to take your cinnamon and you're going to just sprinkle it around in the pie and then you've got to stir the cinnamon around too. That's the key because the cinnamon and the vanilla um, make it just the tastiest of treats. Now, it will, oh God, it smells so good. Not as good as sherry. <laughs> but it's still, it smells like Christmas. Um, because, you know, you got to get in there and mix all the flavors around. And uh, it's, it's going to look 
Well, let's be honest. It's not going to look like it's super pretty, but it doesn't matter. We're looking at taste. That's what we're looking at. So once you've got it all mixed in, the next thing you need to do is pour it into your pie shell. So give me one moment because it's hot and I don't want to burn my fingers. <laughs> oh, there we go. Look at that. Oh. Oh, yes. All right. Now, if you want, I didn't say to do this at the beginning, but if you need to always have a spatula on hand to get out all the little bits, and if you want to taste it, be careful not to burn your tongue because it is very hot, but it is very good warm too. It's, um, you know, it's like a, it's like a pudding kind of thing, but it's definitely a custard almost. And um, if you, you know, you might want to save yourself a little bit of a nibble later, and that is okay. Right, we don't, we don't fault anyone. Um, once you get it on, in your pie shell, um, you know, do what, you can try to level it out. It's okay either way. Now, there's one last thing that you need to do to your pie, and that um, is you got to sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top for a little bit of a Christmas decoration. Now, if you're fancy, and you, you want to be fancy, sprinkle just a dash of cinnamon around, but you can also take a cinnamon stick and a sprig of holly, the fake kind, and just put it right on the top and give it that extra little Christmas treat that we all love. And, um, yeah, so I'm just going to sprinkle cinnamon lightly around the top of the pie to just give it... Oh, God, there's a little bit extra. She'll be fine. All right. And then what you have to do now... Um, oh, it's, it's getting very hot in the kitchen. I don't know if it's because of the liquor or because of the pie. Either way, here we go. Now, once you're done... With all that, you want to put your pie into your refrigerator because you need to cool it for at least two hours before you serve it. Yes, two hours before you serve it. Uh, this is a cold pie. And you want to serve it as soon as you start slicing it up because it gets that weird watery thing that, that pie this pie can do. So be very careful. Get it into the refrigerator and get it to cool up and custard up and solidify and all. Did I say solidify? I meant solidify. Anyway, it's, um, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> trust me, once everyone tastes your cream pie, they're going to beg for you to make another cream pie every time. It is so wonderful. They're going to be like, oh, Mrs. Claus, can we do a cream pie tonight? And I'll be like, oh, no, we had one the other night. We got to give it a rest. We never want to have too much of a good thing. <laughs> well, my dear listeners, it, my time has ended. And I thank you all so much for coming back back into my kitchen and um we will see you next time um and you know as they as they say or as we say now <laughs> as we say now <laughs> Ooh, until next time merry christmas everyone and happy treat tasting <laughs> we'll see you next time and i mean by see we're here it, it doesn't matter bye Join us now for a classic, or not so classic, Christmas special review. You will laugh until you
So here we are again for another episode of classic or not so classic Christmas specials. And uh, this time I want to welcome on one of my besties. Uh, Everyone say hello to John. Hello. That's where you say. Oh, there you go. I was like, that's where you say hi. Because they can't, they can't, we can't hear them. But I was nodding and everything. They can see that. (laughs) So I gave you a choice and I I didn't give Sarah a choice in our last episode. And if you haven't listened to that, you should go back because we, we watched the, uh, I'm not sure if we decided it was classic or not. Uh, TV special of the Deck the Halls with Wacky Walls, which was... I don't, had you ever seen that show before? I had not. And I Did still you watch it? it? And I don't know what I'm going to. Well, I gave you three options. And uh, you chose, based, I think, on the title alone, right? Yeah, pretty much. Was it? And the title of this episode's show is Why the Bears Dance on Christmas Eve. And it originally aired one time in 1977 on ABC. John, do you know why it only aired one time on ABC in 1977? Maybe it's not so classic. (laughs) I mean, mean, we're not not there yet, but that might be a good guess. Right. It's actually because the company that made it, uh, Teletactics, um, <laughs> went bankrupt right after it aired. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, wow. so, uh, yeah, we are going to be talking about why the bears danced on Christmas Eve. Um, I'm really curious as to your your first uh, impressions. Like, as soon as it started, what did you feel? Like, were you just like, oh, I love this, or, like, oh. Like, like, I started it, and at first I was entranced because it kind of entranced. Entranced because it kind of looked <laughs> like, like, like that animation where you see the skunks and it goes across, you see the owl. Like, it looked like the old Silly Symphonies or, like, Max Fleischer stuff. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. the music was kind of creepy at first. And then I saw the bears and the animation just continued to basically go downhill from there. Uh, but that first impression, I was, I was into it. Uh, I yeah. was not. <laughs> I was like, why is the theme song kind of dark? Dun, dun. <laughs> like just the music was like, When I think of bears dancing, I'm a bear cub. I am jolly. I want jolly, snappy Christmas tunes. And this opening song did not inspire me to dance along with the other bears. So you're thinking like the Gummy Bears Christmas special. Yes. Is there a Gummy Bears Christmas special? I don't know, but if there is, we need to find it. I That's on the list now. I'm going to go see if there is. I love the Gummy Bears. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Um, I do love the Gummy Bears. So... Okay, let's tell the story real quick about this show. And I use that word uh, very, very generously, I think is the word we want to use. Generously calling it a show. It's about two bear cubs who are sitting with their grandfather. And he's telling them the story about why bears dance on Christmas Eve. 
Now, I was super excited because I thought that there was going to be an amazing reason of why the Bears danced. Yeah. Did you also feel like there was going to be an amazing reason? I did. I thought I was entering into like an Agatha Christie level mystery going into yeah. it. And yeah. Especially with the kind of spooky thing at the beginning, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. I thought I was into a Halloween special, honestly, because it was a very spooky song. So I was like, oh, yeah. are, we, are we, we doing multiple holidays, maybe? Because I was like, well, that would be kind of cool to have like a multiple holiday in one special. Yeah. But that was not it. So um, the grandpa bear starts talking and he tells them that a long time ago, all the other animals were decorating a tree except for Except for Bashful Bear, which can we talk about that for one second? Yes. The, okay, I looked at the names of the characters, just the bears, right? So there's Grandpa Bear, and then the the boy bear was Richie, the girl bear yeah. was Honey Bear, which you had to listen real close to catch that, and mm. then later the like Muscle Bear that wants to punch everything. <laughs> his, his name is Bonzo. And so, just that he's called Bashful, that doesn't, yeah, it, yeah. I, okay, and and here's the thing with Bashful, though. Like, you're like, oh, it's going to be cute. But, like, when they made, first of all, I've never met anyone that's that shy not to help decorate a Christmas tree. Yeah. It was really awkward. It was. Right? And then I was like, all right, so Bashful is Okay. All right. Bashful. Okay. Yeah. And then I I wrote a note about how the skunk's voice became super, super country. Oh, and I wasn't yeah. prepared for that. That's that's I my, was surprised. That's my favorite quote. Is this guy? Oh, is that what, yeah. what did this? What, she, what said, was your- <laughs> she said, Oh, bashful. You're mm-hmm. so bashful and shy. <laughs> and she just dragged that shy right on out there. Oh, I love beautiful. that. That's your favorite quote. That's the quote you took from this whole show. <laughs> it, it just, it just stuck. It was beautiful. It, was it okay? All right, I'm not going to judge. I'm not. I'm not here to judge you. I am here to judge Bashful <laughs> and his weird haircut because Bashful is walking a real thin line here. Bashful, I think, and I relate in a way. Okay, that we might talk about later. So Bashful has this weird like like hair swoop that doesn't make sense for a bear to have. Yeah. He has like this puff of long hair that he floops back. You know, and, and then sometimes back. he floops it forward though. Like sometimes right? yeah, it's he's like, got that emo kid thing, like just hanging over yeah. one eye. And you're like, yeah. okay, that's weird. And so Bashful says, Hey, I, I don't want to decorate the tree because or as the skunk says, you're so bashful. <laughs> <laughs> so bashful says, I'm going to go home. And he, I think he said he was going to take a shortcut. And they're like, don't take the shortcut, bashful. And I was like, what? And then they talk about how long the distance is over the mountain and it's dangerous. And I'm like, is that still a shortcut? 
Right, that's where I was confused. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah. A shortcut, to me, saves a good 35 minutes. And doesn't involve potential death. Exactly, which is what happened to Bashful. He's walking on snow, and then randomly, and I'm still trying to figure out how this is ecologically possible, (laughs) there's like a snow-covered massive hole in the ground. And Bashful steps on it and just falls straight into like a cave. Well, like if you watch it, it actually like the earthquake happens and the earth opens up. So it's like there's straight up an earthquake in the middle of the like smoky mountains. And, but like none of the other animals felt it. No, I feel like we could have gone back and saw the skunk or the deer and they could be like, Whoa, and fake wobbled. Did you all feel that? (laughs) It's another earthquake. And so then Bashful falls like forever down to this dark cave. And now, okay, this is where I got really confused and had to pause and listen multiple times. I had to rewind it because he said he was looking into a living room of evil. And now let me ask what you heard. So he sees these evil creatures, right? Right. And grandpa says, I thought he said Smurfs at first. (laughs) I was very confused because none of the Smurfs that I know, except for Vanity, is evil. (laughs) Vanity's a bitch. All right, you know this. (laughs) Vanity loved... Okay, so anyway. Yeah. So I heard Smurfs at first, and the audio is really bad on this show, and we found it on YouTube, so if you want to go watch it, and I highly suggest that you do, uh, just so you can get where we're going with all this. I heard Smurfs at first. Then I heard Snurps with a P. Right. And then I heard Snurfs with an N and an F. What did you hear? So at first I heard Snurks, like with an X on the end? Or a K oh, okay. or a KS. And then I thought for a minute it was Snorks and we were gonna have a weird crossover, but that did not happen. Okay. And then I settled on Snurps because I kept getting that P sound later in the show. So, so you went with Snurps, too. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that's like an acronym that somebody thought was clever behind the scenes and we just don't know what it is or something. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I, Well, even their names are dumb, so I don't know. I couldn't even <laughs> get all their names. I stopped caring. I just called them by what they look like. So I got all four okay. if you want to know what they are. I, I do. So there's four Snurps. <laughs> We're going with Snurps. <laughs> Snurps. And – Snurps are basically entities of evil, right? Would you call it an entity of evil in its own weird? Okay, let me say this. For a Christmas special, and I expect preachy at Christmas because it's Christmas and you talk about like caring and sharing and gifts and baby Jesus and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? right? This went so far into preachy because the snurps represent the bad things humans do to the environment. I spread in a flag, I 
all around. Bottles and pans, papers and cans, I toss all around on the ground. Trash is my name, I have great fame for messing up everything clean. Santa won't have another neat thing. I'm nasty, I'm piggy, I'm pee. <laughs> I have a trick, I still oil slick on oceans and rivers and streams. I love the crime of spreading grime. I'm a wrecker of everyone's dreams. Oh, Slippery's my name. I love to claim I kill lots of fish and wild geese. All of my muscles get that is stuck and covered with big gooey grease. I love to be cruel and use all the fuel. Energy I love to waste. I teach the forces on wasting resources. I'm ruining the world with great haste. Evil's my name. I'll take the blame for blacking out homes and schools. I'll hide the way for Santa's play. I'm a glutton, a waste, and a fool. They were basically Captain Planet villains. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, okay. Tell everybody who the evil Snurps are. Okay. So there was Fire, which was yeah. basically what you think when you hear the name. And then uh-huh. Trashy. <laughs> Trashy is litter etc the third one was slippery that was actually the name oh so that's the oil slick kind of yeah it's like oil slick pollution Mm -hmm. and then the last one which was ridiculous was igor its name was igor and it's the personification of wasting energy so let's pause for a moment children (laughs) (laughs) this is a christmas special and and I appreciate I do appreciate the message, but even as a kid, I would have been like, "I'm not watching this." Yeah, this makes no sense to me. And they're all drawn really weirdly. I love. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite villain? I think I really like Fire just for the look. Like, okay. almost had like a weird Pokemon kind of look. Mm-hmm. But but Igor. He seemed like he had like had elocution lessons or went to like a private school. <laughs> the way he talked compared to the other ones, so I I kind of leaned toward Igor. Um, so yeah, I love Trashy because if you noticed when Trashy was moving around, there were literal pots and pans falling off of like actual like saucepans falling out of him as garbage. <laughs> I didn't see that, <laughs> and I was like. It happened twice. I was like, oh, there goes the pan again. <laughs> so they, think, they, they have an intro it up and sh- Do you think he keeps picking it up and shoving it back in there? I don't know. I was so confused. <laughs> I was so confused with this. So they sing a song about who they are and they have a plan to defeat Santa Claus, which again – to me, made no sense. Like, no. why? Why are you going after Santa? I still did. I don't know if I, I missed it. And I watched it twice because I like to suffer. So it, it was just because they're evil. Okay. So it was just because they're evil. And they were like, yeah. Trashy was going to gum. Uh, Trashy and Sludge were going to like make the sleigh not move. And Fire was going to burn something. I don't Fire's remember. Fire, it was confusing because Fire said that they, they. I think Fire was supposed to be more female-ish by the voice. I think we're but, okay saying they. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not one to decide for them. 
Exactly. Started. Yeah, we'll just okay. say. Okay, so Fire was going to say, was first to go and said that they were going to burn the sleigh, and then the okay. other two said they were going to put their crap all over the sleigh to keep it from going. And okay. I'm not sure what Igor was going to do. Like, said something about taking all the energy. That's he said something about taking all the lights. He wanted to take uh, all the power so Santa couldn't find his way in the dark. Oh, see, then that's actually smart. Right. It it does make sense, but. See, he went to school. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it's like they threw so many things. Like, it would make sense to me if maybe, like, uh, Sticky, what's the slimy one's name? Oil, what's it? Slippery. Slippery. If, like, Slippery and the Power Sucker guy got together and said, hey, let's team up. Yeah. And it would make sense if Trashy and Fire got together and said, let's team up because Trashy would throw all the trash, Fire would burn the trash. Just like, you know, having yeah. all of them together seemed like a bad episode of Batman with with Adam West and Burt Ward when all the all the villains <laughs> would come together and they would try to write a story that would make sense where they were working together. That's where I went with it. It just didn't make sense to have all these different elements, if you will attacking santa it would make sense if two of them paired up right um but you wouldn't have such a catchy song that's true we sing about how... have one less verse <laughs> <laughs> which would be okay <laughs> so bashful's hearing all this right and he trips and falls to the ground and the snurps are basically like you know, we're going to destroy you, but first we have a request. We want to see you dance. And I, I paused it. Cause I was like, wow, where is this going? Why, why do they want to see the bear dance? Because I've been at a bar before where someone's asked for the bears to dance. And that is not, I was like, is that what this is going to be? Because I was very confused. So he starts to dance and they just laugh at him. And the more he dances, they laugh harder yeah. uncontrollably as did I, because he kept shaking his butt. They had a really weird sense of humor. I, yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever. Uh, I told you I took notes when I was like watching yeah. this and I actually wrote, dang, bashful got back. <laughs> so, yeah, like he had some moves, man. He really he did. Shook his, he shook his butt the most, though. Like it was yeah. every time. And I started was like, I could do this dance. And I kind of wish we were on, you know, if we were recording video, I would do the dance because, <laughs> you know. So I, I forget they they start laughing at him and they don't even notice that he escapes. And then he goes, and I really don't understand why he tried to wake the skunk up. But then they said, like, he said, oh, he he got brave enough to nuzzle the deer. Like, he was, like, rubbing his head on the deer. And I was like, are you, are you saying, hey? <laughs> because it was really creepy as he was trying to nuzzle the deer awake. I don't remember that part. Well, you your punishment is to go back and watch it again. <laughs> I did think it was funny when he was running away and he was just like running down the mountain and he just kept falling on his ass over and over. Oh, like he was God. just like rolling and tumbling. And I'm like, maybe he should be Clumsy Bear because Bachelor was not in that moment. 
I just try to figure out how deep, how big was this mountain? He fell down for a hundred years. <laughs> and then he sneaks out and like, this is the, this is supposed to be a shortcut, but I swear, I swear it was like Mount Everest in the middle of a forest. I was very confused. So he, he gets to the other animals and they don't help him. So then he goes to the other bears and that's where we meet the, the other bear family that I don't care about. <laughs> I have issues I have issues with that bear family because some of them wear clothes and some of them don't. And it's yeah, I, it's really weird. Like the three adult bears are just running around bear assed. And <laughs> yes, yes, I got the pun out there. Um, but then like the mama bear is, is clothed and. She's, and then muscle bear with the, with the beard that yeah. wanted to punch everything. He's just wearing a top. So he's just, yeah. And then there was, then, like, the little sister bear that had, like, a floppy bow. Yeah. Made no sense. No, none of it made sense. And they sang another song. Oh, what's a bear to do? Our honey has turned into blue. The predicament's awful. The snurps are unlawful. Oh, what's a bear to do? Uh, called What's a Bear to Do. And the lyrics are awful. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, oh, what is a bear to do? Oh, Bashful says we're through. Disaster is brewing while we sit here stewing. Oh, what do you think we can do? And then there's like other weird things. And that song lasted way too long. Yeah. Personally. And, and the, the lyric that got me was that their honey had turned to glue. <laughs> Why? You what? think it's because trashy got in there? <laughs> I know, because they start blaming the Snurfs. Yeah. They say the Snurfs are unlawful. Yeah. And then Bashful's like, hey, I know how to fix this. We just dance for them. And we can, we can make them, if we dance for them, then, you know they'll we'll, we'll be able to stop them. And so they march out together with the other animals of the forest. Like they Okay, all- so before we go there, can we talk about the creepy mug in the background? I didn't see that thing until you sent me a picture this morning. Yeah, it's it there's there's this mug that's like sitting on a shelf behind Mama Bear when they're singing the song and it literally looks like like they had captured another snurp in the past, like they're secretly snurp hunters. And like they've been <laughs> drinking from its skull, just worn off the other ones or something. And, and there's not just that. There's like there's there's that mug, and then there's sort of like a, a dresser thing that kind of has a face too. I didn't send you a picture of that, but yeah. It's creepy. You know, I, I would think that that could possibly be true, but what, no, no, you know what? It could be true because when we talk about what happens to the villains at the end, that's a quite that's quite a possibility. Yeah, that really is a possibility. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I want to go back. I, I think I'm going to go back and double check it because I want to see what you're talking about with the dresser. So yeah. they they all get together and they go up to the Snurfs to get ready to fight by dancing. All the animals and and the bears and and the muscle bear. <laughs> and daddy bear and daddy bear and um so as soon as the snurfs comes out snurfs come out all the animals leave 
And it's just bashful by himself. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to live my best life. And I'm going to, I'm going to dance and dance and dance. And so bashful dances for them and they start laughing even harder and they keep laughing and keep laughing. And then finally the other animals and the other bears, I, I don't even know what made them wake up, but they basically were just like, oh, I guess we should help. Well, I mean, the plan, it's its awkward because the plan was that they were all going to go dance, which I thought was weird anyway, because I don't know if they would find deer and birds and crap dancing funny, too. But right. once they got there, everybody ran with him. So once they were laughing, then the other creatures and the other bears were like, oh, let's just go murder the Snurps. <laughs> and they do. They do. Straight murder a couple of them. They literally snuff fire. Like, it's a snuff film. they do they okay so they 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 threw fire into the snow and then put a bunch of snow on fire until fire died right just disappeared completely and they put trashy in the trash bag which made no sense right what did they i don't remember what they did to to Squirmy, slimy, uh, <laughs> the, oil, the oil slick, <laughs> slippery, slippery, slippery. Whatever. Slippery it had turned right into point. apparently evolved into their pollution form, which was like a cloud, and the bird that's right flapped and blew slippery away. Okay, and then energy or energy waster or whatever they 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 pulled they that stuff. Gl- they pulled a gluttony from seven and just fed. <laughs> that thing until it died and then, with well, energy and until it exploded it flew away it like floated away yeah like this is the most bizarre thing i still don't get it because to me like uh slip what's its name again what's the oil <laughs> slimy slippery my god who cares <laughs> slippery it's very important right slippery could easily come back for a sequel mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. could the power thing do we know what its name is? Igor. Igor. Sorry, Igor. Yeah, Igor. Those two could come back for a sequel, but thank God we're not getting it. Um, <laughs> and then Santa flies by out of nowhere and yeah. is like, thanks, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. And I was like, what? Were you just up there watching? And that was the most albino Santa I've ever seen. Right. Where was the snow? Where was Santa? Collar me confused. <laughs> I, I, Oh, Santa matches the snow. Like, I get it. You probably don't get a lot of sun at the North Pole, but still, like. He's still, I mean, all right, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, And so then they come back to Grandpa, and Grandpa's like, so, you know, we dance on Christmas Eve to remind ourselves of the day that we saved Santa, and we rid the land of the evil Snurps. Snurf, snurps, 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 and I was like, "Did you though?" Because there were like thirty extra snurps running around at one point that made I didn't even know where all those came from yeah, that, because they weren't part of the big song. That's what that green thing I sent you was. It was another random flying snurp, and then there were I, I don't know. There were so many snurps, but there were not that many snurps at the beginning. Maybe they were hoping to save the company that it would come out as like a franchise and those would be the oh. other Snurps they would name later for the action figures. Mm. Mm. I don't want that. <laughs> I did put down that I would like an action figure of 
of Trashy, Trash, whatever, tra- is it Trashy? Is that his name? Trashy. trashy? <laughs> yeah. I would like an action figure of Trashy, but he has to come with pots and pans that stick on his skin and that can be used as weapons too because he leaves them in a trail. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they're like, oh, you know, Grandpa's like, that's what we do. And then the little, I think it's the little boy bear says, you know, are they gone for good? And this is where the preachy really comes in. The Snurps are always trying to come back. That's why we're so careful to make sure fire doesn't destroy our beautiful forest. And why we always remind others not to be litterbugs or to pollute our streams and air. We always get scolded if we waste energy by not turning down the heat. That's right, Richie. If animals and humans aren't careful... Old Snurps could get strong again and stop Santa's sleigh for good. Yeah. They're like, no, they're always trying to come back because we don't throw away our trash and we waste electricity <laughs> and we, um, you know, use up natural resources and we, like, yeah. I was like. It got, it got real after school special. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but by love after that, how they have like the little plot twist where the the little bear, he, Richie, he's like, hey, I have one more question for you, Grandpa. Were you bashful bear? And he takes off his hat and he's like, harumph, and he gets all bashful looking. You can see his weird floppy hair. <laughs> and, I, and I actually went back and watched this thing twice. And at the beginning, it's foreshadowed. He specifically said... When he started the story, it was so long ago that your father's father was just a was just a cub, just like you. Oh, were. I didn't so catch that. It was there in the script the whole time. Oh, the wool gosh. Right over our eyes. man, teletactics. Yeah, and I wonder you went out of business. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's can let's I, hit our our. Go ahead. Can I ask two more real quick questions? Just yes. things for you to ponder tonight as you lay and stare at the ceiling. <laughs> Number one, why do the bears and animals care about the humans getting presents in the first place? Yeah, did not get that either because it didn't say that Santa was bringing them any gifts. And it's like they did all this work and Santa's just like, all right, cool, thanks. Yeah. You don't get nothing but, <laughs> but gluey honey. <laughs> and number two... So if, as you watch the thing at the end, you have or during the story, you have like mama bear, like 15 uncles and six cousins and the little bear. But when you watch like the frame story part of it, where grandpa is telling the kids that there's no other bears around. It's just those three, which makes me think maybe the snarks had some revenge. Maybe or hunters. True. true. <laughs> I mean, well, we're going real. This was a dark Christmas special. We can be dark about it. Global warming. We don't know. Right. I mean, exactly. There, there were what? There were like seriously fifteen bears, and now we're down to three. Like clearly, Bashful had kids, which you can you know do, and yeah. his kid had kids. I, I don't know if I do want to say this about the kids. The the kid actor that played the little boy Richie did a phenomenal job. True. The 98-year-old woman that played <laughs> the little girl bear, honey I was bear? like, ma'am, honey bear, uh, ma'am, you are clearly in your 40s. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you didn't even try. I don't feel like she even t- 
tried to make her voice sound like a child. I am 90% sure that was also the Southern Belle skunk. Probably so, because a lot of times, even with animation today, they still use the same voice actors to do different roles. So yeah. that would make sense. That would make, I didn't realize that, I think you're right. I think it was the skunk. Um, so, I mean, I feel like this, but did you feel like there were any hidden, and I say hidden, uh, LGBT representation? And the reason I say hidden is because we know that back uh, really, even into the 70s, they were still hiding gay characters in the background. Did you feel like you saw any LGBT representation in this special? I mean, other than all the daddy bears and muscle bears. <laughs> uh, I mean, those skunks seemed like they were getting along pretty well in their in their log. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I, bashful I, is bashful, maybe? No, but bashful is family. Bashful and I have more than just hair in common. I'm just saying. I dance moves. Su- dance moves. We both like to shake our tushes out there on the dance floor. Um, and uh, <laughs> again, the muscle bear. Um, so let's do this. On a scale of one to five, with five being the best, how many rainbow candy canes would you give this special? I'm gonna. Can I do point fives, or does it have to be a? Sure, you can break a candy cane. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a two. I wanted to give it a one point five, but but I'm good with its environmental message, Ugh. which, you know, it, it was it was the age of Smokey the Bear and give a hoot, don't pollute. So you know they were mm. trying. They were trying. Okay. So I I'll, would not. I would not give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say one, but since you brought in the point system, I will do a 1.5. And the only reason I'm giving it a one is because it is a Christmas special. There is a Christmas. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know if this is a Christmas special. Santa's in it and and Christmas plays a small part in the background. I'm changing. I'm going to change. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm changing my vote. I am only going to give it a half a candy cane because I don't really feel like this is a Christmas special. Christmas is mentioned. But it is more about environmental awareness, which we should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like we're not I'm not faulting its message. I'm faulting how it, it tied its message in a weird way to get a Christmas special out when it's not. So yeah. with That's- and I'm only giving it a half a candy cane because of Bashful's rump when he was there. <laughs> and so. that's that's why I know the question's coming. But I'm going to say yeah. it's not so classic. And my reason for that, like, I was amused by it. I could have watched it once and been okay with it. It was a little musically and weird. But you could take all the Christmas elements out of it, and it would be the same special. It so could it, have been why the bears dance on Easter. Yeah. Or just why, why the bears dance. You don't Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why the bears danced. I agree with you. I don't think it's a classic Christmas special. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Uh, if I was a kid, um, I wasn't born yet, but <laughs> when this came Me on, either. if it had replayed, I would not have sat and watched it. I know as a little as little Jason, he would have been up and like, I'm going to go play with He-Man toys. This is awful. I can't watch this. Yeah. Would you have watched it as a kid? I mean, yeah, but I was desperate. Like we lived oh. out in the country and Woods had one station, so I would watch oh, it. Okay. So you would watch it because it was on though, but not because yeah. you enjoyed it. No. Right. Okay. I'd, I'd sit there and be miserable and happy the whole time. 
Well, I am so glad that I got to have you on for this. I'm I hope you enjoyed. To- I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yes. You know, you never know what can. You never know what spinoffs will happen. So, um, <laughs> again, thank you for being on, and John. Of course, John, my friend. Yeah, it's it's never too early. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and a happy New Year. <laughs> Just when you think the show can't get any worse, it's now time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant gift suggestions. I'm sorry if anyone gets offended. Hi, I'm Naughty Ned. Santa's number 245,675 favorite elf. I'm back. <laughs> Have you started looking for your holiday gag gifts yet? Well, that's okay. I'm here to help you with that. Now, this episode, we're gonna get a little stinky. Do you go to game nights and wish you could bring a game that will linger on after you leave? Well, you need to give your friends the What's That Smell board game from Wowie Games. Put your sniffer to the test with 50 smells that range from pleasant to downright nasty. Guess the scents correctly to win or suffer the stinky consequences. You'll sniff cards that feature scents like hot, chunky, vomit, and smothered in body odor. Trust me, this game really stinks. Do you have a friend who loves cheese and candles? Well, thanks to the folks at the Stinky Candle Company, the perfect gift combination has arrived. It's a nacho cheese scented candle. Now your friends' houses can smell like the nacho cheese pump at a dirty gas station. Yummy! Speaking of smelly things, I have to go clean the reindeer stalls again. Until next time, stay off the naughty list! I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition from one of my friends. I invited my friend John back to tell us one of his. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, don't forget to email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com or by leaving us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keepingtheyuletidegay and we'll play it at a later show. So one of my favorite Christmas memories is, I think it was 2008-ish, something like that. And Pamela and I had bought our house, which we don't have anymore. But um, both of us growing up didn't have a lot of money and stuff. And so I know it's weird, but we never had a real Christmas tree, um, either of us. And so we finally had our own house and we were like, forget this, we're doing it. And so we got our first real Christmas tree. And I remember bringing it in and how crazy it was like cutting the bottom off and trying to figure out what I was doing. And um, so we got it in the house and until you've had one, you really don't realize how strong that smell is and how it just permeates everything. And so it was just wonderful. We actually ended up keeping a piece off the tree just a little bit. And uh, Pamela got one of those clear Christmas ornaments that we have it in there. And she put on the outside that it was from our first tree. And so we hang it on our tree every time, which is a little weird for the tree, I'm sure. But 
it works. And so, yeah, if you've never had a real tree, I highly suggest it. And I love that memory because she was so excited. So, yeah. Well, that wraps up the second episode of our show. Links for Ned's stinky items are in the show notes, as well as links to Carol's queen recommendations. Like, subscribe, and follow us to stay up to date on all new episodes of the show. And I hope you'll come back next month on the 24th and join us again as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Bye. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason, the first Noel, Oh Christmas Tree. We wish you a Merry Christmas, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, the 12 Days of Christmas, and Silent Night the Disco Edition are provided by freexmasmp3.com. Thank you.